I got one of them Philly. I think her name Nikki, and I fuck with Nikki, cause she not too picky, and she not too juicy. But sometimes she bougie. I play with a kitty, and two eggs stick. I'm moving the bitch, chill like an Ellie. Chop with the 50, my Uzi is ready. I turn to the boss, can't do it no middleman. Hello, football world. This is the fourth quarter football podcast presented by Dan, Justin, aka Only Real Takes, and Joey, aka Joseph Butt Fumble. Today, me and my bros, Joey B and JT Anthony, are here to discuss some Week 10 football, baby. Woof, 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 woof. Alright, into our next segment, which is studs and duds. I'll start off with my stud. I have Mac Jones. Ooh, he torched us this week. Yeah, he did. Ton of points, ton of touchdowns. Everything was going right for the Patriots. 12 for 23 passing. Surprised he didn't throw for 40. But only 198 yards, but three three passing touchdowns on the day. And a W. Yeah, yeah good game for Mac Jones. Yeah, it was. Joe, you can uh, do your stud if you want first. My stud is Patrick Mahomes. Five passing touchdowns. That's crazy. No picks. Wow. A dub. Threw for about 50 uh, pass attempts. So put up a monster game. Are the he Chiefs back? One. You know, I need more than mm. just a one game sample size to determine that, Justin. However, comma, if you things had are guess. looking bright. Yeah. All right. My first stud, and then as usual, we could do the uh, snake rotation. My only stud is Darrell Williams, another member of the Kansas City Chiefs, their running back. And, uh, you know, his running stats were okay. He had about 40-something yards. Not bad. But he had nine receptions, 101 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown for running back. I know, for me personally, this helped me win my fantasy week in our league that we're all in together against our friend Nana because Darrell had this crazy, it was like a 50-yard catch that Mahomes just chucked up to him in the end zone, and he snagged it over one of their safeties, I believe, so... That was pretty epic. And my dutter is the Rams without Robert Woods. Mainly Matthew Stafford in this game just looks absolutely awful. You know, on that, I think uh, just people don't realize how important Robert Woods is to that team, in my opinion. He's the best-rated pass-blocking receiver and run-blocking receiver in the entire league is a stat that I heard. It was pretty crazy. But Stafford, only 241 yards on a ton of attempts, one touchdown, two interceptions. Mm. Daniel, what's your dud? My dud. Uh, wait, Joey. The rotation would go to Joey, then Dan. Wait, no, Dan, then Joey. Sorry, no, your face Joey. messed me up. It goes to Joey. So my wait, dud Joey. is the Joey Las the Vegas Joey. Raiders run game not there against the Chiefs. Um, I think that they kind of just disappeared. Derek Carr led the team with, I believe, 18 Rushing yards. That's bad. Can't win. You cannot win when your run game looks like that. No, you can't. So, Dutter this week goes out to the Las Vegas Raiders run game. Yeah. I think that's a good dud for this week. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what's My your dud? My dud is seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. <laughs> Not a good game for him. Two, 23 for 34 passing. Two interceptions and a loss to the Washington football team who have not looked good this year. Two losses in a row coming after the bye for the Buccaneers, but we'll see. They had had spurts of that last season. Yeah, they did. So we'll see where that team goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. So as we discussed in the last podcast, um, there was, in fact, another Thursday night game, like there tends to be every week in the NFL. And the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Miami Dolphins. Just a quick recap of that game. A whooping. It was a whooping. We hooping was sad. We hooping had red eyes. Yeah. was screaming at his camera. Oh, yeah. Tragic night for Ravens fans. Awesome night for AFC North fans. But that night did not last long as Sunday... The Whoa. Browns played the Patriots in Gillette Stadium and got absolutely munched. Yeah, they did. 
What happened here with the Cleveland Browns collapse? Honestly, I don't even think I have an explanation for it. Yeah. Because they just looked so bad. And when you lose 45-7 to when you're supposed to be a playoff team, uh, it's just it's not a great look. Yeah. Typically, our offense, I feel like, plays up uh, in those games and ends up being high scoring on both sides. For example, the Chargers game was like yeah. 42-47. to So, you know, you would expect the offense to keep up a little, but not only did the offense fall flat, the defense did as well tragic night for a Cleveland Browns fan or tragic tragic afternoon for a Cleveland Browns fan yeah Mac Jones looked great uh the Patriots pretty much just looked prepared yeah they, they looked uh ready for everything the Browns had to throw at them offensively defensively I think uh Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels really did a good job scheming up this one yeah uh I noticed there was a huge momentum swing in the game huge Brown started off with that touchdown drive with Dearness Johnson when Dearness was running all over them, it was the first Browns drive. They were getting 10 yards of play easily, each run, each pass. They probably had 40 – Dearness had like 40 rushing yards just on that drive. And then Patriots went down, had a great drive. They scored a touchdown too. We get it back, first play. Baker throws an awful interception. Like, I don't even know where he was looking on and it. Double and coverage. My yeah. thing with Baker is sometimes he, he does that where it's like he gets too excited, overexcited. And he feel like certain players do that. Like Matthew Stafford does it a lot. Philip Rivers used to do it where it's just almost inexplainable. Like you don't know what's going on in his head, but it wasn't, it wasn't the receiver that like, that's just on bit. You don't, no matter what it is, you don't throw it into double coverage. And after that, the entire team's momentum shift. Cause they were able to bring that back to like the one yard line score a touchdown right again. After that, our run game fell apart because we were behind and this Browns team specifically, even though we do play up, I do think like we're honestly not this worse than the Patriots. Like we on like that one drive we had, it was just you can't run the ball when you're down as well as when we once we stopped being able to get the run established. And we honestly didn't have a bad run game. Dearness Johnson had almost 100 yards on 19 attempts, so he averaged close to five yards a carry, like right around five yards a carry, which is good. It's still above average, but it was just Baker completely fell apart and the passing game was like non-existent. Where yeah. When your leading receiver is your running back, you know there's a little bit of an issue there. And it was just the Patriots defense is super underrated. And like Joey said, they were super prepared. Dan, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Patriots really took control and they took control early Yes. in this game. We've seen this happen a lot for Brown's losses this year. Yeah. Baker throws a pick and then yes. gets hurt. Falls it's been apart. two or three games this season. Yeah, We'll see how it goes moving on with him. But Patriots really just had everything working for him. Once they scored their first touchdown, yes, and the Browns had a good first drive. Like They have started many games this season, but against the Patriots team, you can't have any turnovers. And that turnover kind of just shifted the whole game. Um Mac Jones played really well. Ramondre Stevenson, two two touchdowns. Um, Jacoby Myers, first career touchdown. Kendrick Bourne had a great game. Kendrick Bourne had a good catch. Yeah. Um, They just had everyone involved. Hunter Henry had two touchdowns. Just an absolute destroy. We had uh, no pass rush this game is the other thing I want to mention is uh, Garrett that like whoever I can't remember I think it was their right tackle was on Garrett like did a fantastic yeah. job slowing him and Clowney down or their just, left tackle and right tackle just their O line they won in this game in the trenches yeah. which doesn't happen much with the Browns but the Patriots won this like in the it's, trenches yeah it's sure. once you go up by those one or two scores yeah. you get all that momentum oh yeah it's hard to come back for that and the Browns could not especially with the injury to Baker it is yeah. Uh, well, we can move yeah. on if you guys well, want to our next game. Disappointing loss, but at least it's to a decent team. Yes. I, I will say with every single Browns loss this year, not one of them has been to a team like the Dolphins or the Lions, which mm-hmm. some of our or the Jets. fellow teams or the Jets. I could go on. There's a lot of worse teams that we could be losing to rather than the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Patriots. The Steelers obviously isn't a great loss because it's a divisional one. But uh, it, it could be much worse for the Browns, I'll say, than what has happened so far. Trust so, me, we know. We've lived yeah. through it, Dan, or Dan yeah. and Justin. Yes. But um, moving on to our next game, we have the another smashing. Yeah, yeah, big time. 
Big the smashing. Falcons and the Cowboys. Yeah, yep. Falcons dominated this one. Right when I was getting hype about the Falcons. They do yeah. this to me, but Seriously. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, they just fell flat in this mm-hmm. one. The Cowboys kind of... You could tell they played angry from yeah. last week's loss against the Broncos. This is what we expected last game, and they pulled it out this game to make sure they had that easy win. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cordero, when when he doesn't score a touchdown, yeah. game's over for the yeah, Falcons. I mean, they got to get Cordero involved. They have been, but Pitts also is a huge target for him. He is. It's just the Falcons' defense can't do anything. Yeah. Once, like I said, going down that many scores, your whole team just feels defeated. And it was and, one quarter too. Yeah. Like the first quarter was like fine, it was three to seven. Mm-hmm. Then the second quarter, twenty nine unanswered yep. points for the Cowboys. That just can't happen if you're wanting. I think to that win. was. Literally. I saw some stat that was the most points scored in a quarter for the Cowboys. Yeah, for the Cowboys. The, I will like, say uh, in franchise history, like as dominant as the Cowboys' offense was, the Cowboys' defense really dominated this game too. And against like one of the best vet- veteran quarterbacks in the league, and Matt Ryan, who's been having a good year, honestly. Like I've seen. A lot of it's mainly Falcons fans, but they're like Matt Ryan deserves to be in MVP I, contention because I saw, this Falcons team is so bad. Yet they have four wins. I saw a TikTok the other yes. last week before this game yep. saying I saw how Matt Ryan one. should be in yeah. MVP Which uh, should contention not be this thing. season. I love Matt Ryan, but you, you're not MVP if you're. They're five. comparing it to care. his 2017 yes. year where they went to the Super Bowl, no, but that's atrocious. When you can't when you can't get your team, I I know it's a good Cowboys team, but when you're nine for 21. With two interceptions, that yeah. is not going to go over well. Not at all. Especially against the Cowboys team, Yeah, who will capitalize on everything. Shout out to C.D. Lamb. Don't know if you guys know who he is. He's this weird receiver. And uh, he went to, like, Oklahoma, another small college school. Yeah. Six receptions, 94 well, yards, two touchdowns. Before I let Joey talk okay. about this game, I'm going to shout out Josh Rosen. Got yeah. some playing time. Six passes he this did. game. Hell yeah. I'd love to see him back out there. One interception, but... um. (laughs) He had six attempts, one completed out of those six, and uh, the other was an interception. Yeah, so not a bad game for Rosen. He's had worse. Thoughts on the game? My thoughts include thoughts about the game. Yeah. In which Ezekiel Elliott did a better job at quarterback than Matt Ryan did. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Um, That I just thought was funny. Good week for Cowboys fans again after coming off of just a, such a disheartening loss last week. And uh, I would like to shout out uh, Dak for being back because last mm-hmm. he- week he was not. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty good game. Yeah. Parsons, again, showing some good rookie talent for the the defense. Yeah. And uh, Trayvon Diggs also adding Another on to his interception total this season. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I think enough said on this one. Yeah, here. final forty-three to three. So you can uh, make assumptions yeah. off of that. Yeah. But our next matchup is the New Orleans Saints against the Tennessee Titans, and in this one, it was honestly very close throughout <laughs> most of the game. Kind of surprising considering uh, how well the Saints did without Alvin Kamara, and I definitely I. Knew the Saints were going to – the Saints always, throughout the Champagne era, they play up against good teams, but they honestly could have very easily won this one, which shout-out Mark Ingram, who came in, got re-signed by his former team, who he had a great career with. I mm-hmm. think he now – he took over. He's the leading rushing yards leader for the Saints for from a running back. So mm. shout-out Mark Ingram. He had a great game on the receiving and running end. Did a great job to keep them in this one. And uh, the – Titans, though, they're a good team this year. And I know early in the season we like to call them frauds. And I still – I wouldn't go as far to say as they're a Super Bowl competitive team yet, but they're good enough to at least – I think they're going to make it out of the first round. But they Mm -hmm. the one thing I want to point out is they had zero run game this entire game. Deontay Foreman was their best running back. And that really just shows how they're going to start struggling against good teams without Derrick Henry, whereas Trevor Simeon was almost able to lead uh, the Saints to a victory against this Titans team. But that's my thoughts on the game. Yeah, these teams both remind me of each other. Yeah. I think when I think of the Saints for the NFC, I think of the Titans for the AFC. Yeah. They're a dangerous team, both of them. Considering the Saints are only 5-4, and I still think they can get out of the division, maybe snag a wild card spot this season. But I can't believe how the Titans are already 8-2. and Yes. They've had four overtime games this season. 
Yes. I think they've won all four of them. I could be wrong. You can fact check me on that. Yeah, but I'll fact check that. Um, One of their two losses is to the Jets. So it's just a bizarre year. Derrick Henry going down, going to most likely break his record from last season. But shout out for to them holding on. Tannehill has had some moments, but he's also been looking solid enough. Yeah. I, it seems like every week they show a uh, highlight of him rushing in a touchdown. Yes, I feel like that's every week. He's definitely week. picked up the run game yeah. for them. But uh, as a fact check, they're in three OT games three. this year. They won two out of the three, and mm-hmm. one of those losses was that Jets game. The okay. Jets game, yeah. yeah. But the Titans, you know, staying strong. They didn't let me down after I picked them last week for the first yeah. time since, like, week two. So thank you, Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – yeah, like what Dan said, I think these are very two similar teams, especially since they're both missing a top, what, five running back. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see these two teams play each other without them both. Uh, it'd be interesting, yeah. more interesting to see what they would be like with them both. And Jameis. And Jameis. That's facts. But um, I think if Taysom Hill would have started at quarterback this game, it would have gone very differently. I yeah, think if Drew Brees started too, they would have won. Yeah. That's honestly yeah. Drew Brees right now too. Drew Brees, if he can't, if they had a veteran, if Drew they had a, like a somewhat competent quarterback more than Trevor Simeon, they would have won. This but the game. thing is, is I do want to give Trevor Simeon yeah. credit yeah, because for sure he what three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah. great, a pretty good passer rating. I'm pretty sure. But regardless, Tennessee pulls out the victory at home against an NFC opponent. Not really all that important, but. Yeah, I'm ready to move on when you are. Yeah, Dan, why don't That's you leave us into me. this one? Our next game is the Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts prevailing 23 to seven, and a lot of help coming from that defense. Um, Jonathan Taylor, another monster game. 116 rushing yards, one touchdown. Pittman also showing his abilities again, and once playing good enough to get his team a win against the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, definitely, it seems like every single week now we're mentioning Jonathan Taylor's name as in somebody who's just dominated. And uh, I do believe he's on pace to have a 2,000-yard season as of yeah, right now. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. absolutely like definitely the best up. running back right yes. now. And uh, I hope he keeps it up. I hope he doesn't get hurt because he really is. Like I think he's by far the most talented running back out of that class last year, which is a good running back class, but he is elite already oh, considering yeah. it's only his second year in the NFL. But uh, the game as a whole, kind of a sloppy game. Uh, pass, neither passing team showed up. It was a run the ball in the trenches type of game, and it was what this game was. What I expected the Browns Patriots game to be like, where it looked like in those after those first two drives, because the announcers were like, "This is a football game." Well, this is what that actually turned out to be because uh, Jacksonville was actually able to run the ball pretty well too against the Colts, which just like looking at the scoreboard. Uh, James Robinson had a decent day. They had a couple Agnew, rushing touchdowns. Another Agnew big had touchdown. a big rushing touchdown, 66 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but neither passing team really showed up. Michael Pittman's also, I think, the other yeah. MVP for the Colts this year, like Dan mentioned. Joey, thoughts yeah, on the game? I mean, the, the, the thing that I've appreciated about the Colts the most this year is just how well they've been able to utilize the stars that yeah. they have. Those young Such guys. as Pittman, such as Taylor. Yeah. Um, and not, like, winning, like – necessarily in spite of Carson Wentz but helping him win with those guys you know because I don't think Carson Wentz is all that great I actually think he's quite bad yeah regardless they're a great team right now and they're winning against um, good opponents they're winning against bad opponents they're only five and five but they're on a stretch right now that makes me believe that they could play for the playoffs yeah Mm -hmm. um I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars did get their rushing game involved involved enough. But, again, the passing game was not there, like Justin said. And in order to win against a team like the Colts, with a bunch of those young superstars, you need to, you need to be able to beat them on both fronts on the offense. Mm-hmm. And they weren't able to do that. Urban Meyer, uh, you know, we'll see how long he's there. Yeah. We've been having question about, questions about it That's since day sure. one. And but I know two and seven for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Duval, London. A topic we haven't really touched upon that much is Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. As a quarterback. I, I've noticed not really many mainstream yeah. media sources have mentioned him. Being no. the number one overall pick, and since he became a football prospect, he was the number one prospect in his mm-hmm. class since he was a sophomore or junior Most in high school. Like, yeah. And going into that to being the number one overall pick, and now your first season. This is his, probably his first losing season oh, since yeah. he was in high school, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Or even probably before that. It's yeah, like crazy. Um, could just be a coaching, could be the O line, but you, we see Fields showing some definite uh, future for him, even with a not so great coaching scheme in uh, Chicago. We've seen uh, plenty of other rookie quarterbacks kind of thrive this season. Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance getting some touches, but uh, Trevor Lawrence having the worst luck or just skill out of all of them so far yeah, this season. Honestly. Yeah. Well, and I mean, they're asking, I feel like, yeah. so much more of him than they are Mac Jones, exactly. he Lance, had, he, Justin Fields. He's throwing yeah. close to over 35 passes a game, yeah. completing Not about sure. half of them. That's yeah. a good point. So, I mean, I feel like they're asking him to do a lot more, especially because he's the first, like, overall pick. Yeah. And, and I think – that He came into that team mm-hmm. having nothing. Yeah. Exactly. So – I actually want to give yeah Trevor Lawrence some credit, yeah. but you know we'll see how his future like looks. I think he's like a lot like Joe Burrow was last year, you know, yeah. coming in off of just like massive hype. I feel like Joe Burrow and Trey Lance, not Trey Lance, Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence yeah. are the two biggest quarterbacks to have come out of a draft since I don't know when's the last oh, time wow. like Andrew Luck maybe, yeah. yeah, but like you just haven't heard that type of praise for these quarterbacks and they're coming yeah. in mm-hmm. and doing all right. Yeah. Joe Burrow's improved yeah. a lot in a year two, but I don't know. We'll, well see. Joe Burrow's actually like a enjoyable person. Yeah. So he he seems to be a little bit more than just his his hair being his yeah. only personality yeah. trait. I'd say <laughs> You're right. It's a, it's a cigars that are his only yeah. personality trait. That is yeah. true. Yeah. And get the gadding. Get the gag. Basically, if he wasn't on LSU, he would not have a personality. Exactly. LSU gave him his personality. Yeah, they did. Thank you, Jalen. Moving on, uh, we can move on to our next game. I think another whooping. Just this is the third uh, forty-five point game or forty-plus point game for a team, and it was the Bills against the Jets, and the Bills just absolutely ran away with this one from the beginning. This was. Mike White's awakening, I think, as his run in the NFL, his slow started off. Top it was of the his world. fault for playing. Yeah, he should have just he hit it and quit it. Yeah, the Mike, and against the Mike White era is over yeah. for the Jets. <laughs> against this Bills defense, you can't play hurt. I don't think, especially when you're on a team like the Jets. Uh, the one credit I do want to give the Jets is two players, Michael Carter specifically. Mm-hmm. He had a ton of offseason hype. And uh, before the season started, people like this Michael Carter guy, he was uh, on the North Carolina team with Javante Williams, and he had just as good as stats as Javante, but he's very undersized. So Javante was like a first-round talent, and Carter felt, I believe it was the fourth or fifth round, and he's been balling since like week six onward, seven yeah. onward. But another player I want to give a shout-out to is Elijah Moore, another rookie Elijah Moore is out of Ole Miss. And he also had a ton of preseason hype, and it took him a little bit to go in. But he's been balling recently. But other than that, Bills dominated this one. I'm not surprised by it. I think we all knew the Bills were going to have a good game. But Stephon Diggs had a great game, too. Oh, yeah, the return of Stephon Diggs. We've kind of been missing that breakout game from him this year Mm -hmm. because Josh Allen. He he seemed it was pent up. Exactly. So there was pretty much an explosion of talent from coming from Stephon Diggs. It, It was like a burst you know he just yeah. let loose let it all out at once yeah explosion you might say yeah like i said before regardless <laughs> <laughs> like uh regardless i just think that you know these divisional matchups are just so interesting and uh i was surprised to see the bills could actually pull it away like this much against the jets i thought the jets would keep it close i did not think the jets were gonna win but um, it is sad to see that the Mike White legacy has come to an end. It was a good two weeks mm. of enjoyment, uh, but rip Mike White's career. Josh Allen playing well again. Um, he has struggled sometimes yeah. this year. He's had ex- like two or three bad, bad games. Yeah, yeah, and um, good to see some more consistency, although it was the New York Jets. Yeah, and 
not to just talk about this game, but for the whole league, we've seen games where we have great players like that just have very bad games. Yeah, we saw Stafford sure. throw four interceptions in the past two games. We saw Brady throw two interceptions this past game. Josh yeah. Allen have had off days. Uh, a Lamar, lot of good teams. Lamar Jackson play bad every week. Yeah, it's it's a crazy year so far, really, just because each team has at least two losses, and teams like the Jets and the Jaguars yes. and the Lions almost this year, this this week, yeah. um, beating some solid teams. But Bills six and three still still have the uh, AFC East for now. Yeah. Patriots really on the rise after that huge win over the Browns, but um, expected this over the Jets just last week. It was just a killer for them, I think, and they really wanted to uh, come out and prove themselves again by beating up on the Jets. Oh, yeah. And, like they uh, love doing. Despite Joe Flacco, though. Joe Flacco oh. had a had a good game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, we can move on, though. Either one of you. Joey, why don't you lead us into this one? Our next game is going to be the game of the week or the no it is not game of the century game of the century the lions and the steelers played in the worst game that i've seen in five years final score 16 16 this game ended in a tie mason rudolph looked terrible jared goff looked terrible The Lions' defense looked terrible. The Steelers' defense looked terrible. Their offenses looked terrible. The Steelers very easily could have won this game if they had chose to fed Najee Harris just a little bit more. And I think that that was their problem. I saw that they were always just trying to pass downfield like more, like way more than they would have yeah. with Big Ben. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they have – confidence in Mason Rudolph's arm because they shouldn't uh but it was just kind of a disgrace yeah. on the Steelers end being able to uh not pull out the win yeah Najee Harris thinking that the game wasn't over he thought there was another overtime <laughs> like in college yeah he thought wrong yeah he did so just a, that I feel like that right there <laughs> just epitomizes the Pittsburgh's yeah. day in Heinz yeah and uh, the Lions weren't able to capitalize on anything the Steelers were giving them, thus making them a, a winless team st- yeah. still. Very strange game. It's weird seeing, seeing the Steelers' um, game plan going into this game, especially with the weather. The weather was a big cause in this game. Very bad, cold, wet, rainy. You have one of the best rookies in the league right now at Najee Harris. Yeah. In your backfield, you feed him so much and you couldn't this game. He had 105 rushing yards, but couldn't get in the end zone. Um very weird overtime. Yeah, it was. Lions could have won it. Steelers could have won it. Bad plays, just everything. Each team, I mean, congrats to the Lions for not losing, <laughs> but still for once. You could have beat the Steelers this week. Yeah. They didn't and you didn't. Yeah. And the Steelers could have very easily beat the Lions. Exactly. They could have. And they, I, I wanna, and they should have. I want to, everybody, a little five-second, give me give me Ooh. three claps for Dan Campbell on not getting a loss for once in his career. Thank you. Uh, just for Dan Campbell, it, it sucks because the this Lions team reminds me so, so much close. of the Browns team that didn't get a win that season where – just they had so many games that year where it was like they could have won, and this mm-hmm. was the perfect example where the Lions literally had an opportunity for a game-winning field goal, and you miss it. And uh, I personally had that experience today. I lost a game in that, and I could have had a game-winning field goal. Yep. Dan recorded for me; he's right mm-hmm. next to me. I blew you it. Had that exact it same sucked. feeling. It sucked. It sucks inside, and that's mad. And in real life, when your team is losing nope, every single no week, and then you get that close, like that sucks. So for Dan Campbell's sake. Uh, the Lions, honestly, they ran all over the Steelers. Uh, DeAndre Swift just got fed 33 carries. He had a Derrick Henry-type feeding day. Yeah. and uh, He looked good this he, game. He did. He yeah. lo- he's looked great all year, honestly. He's the one really promising thing where he is a very good talent, I'll say for sure, where uh, – he, he, him and Antonio Gibson last year at the end of the season, they kind of came out as like two running backs that weren't expected to be good out of that class, or at least 
they weren't mm. supposed to come out that early. And yeah. he's had a great year this year, as bad as lines are. But the Steelers in this one, just uh, Mason Rudolph. When you have Mason Rudolph throw the ball 50 times, you know there's an issue in the game, especially against a team like the Lions. So that really says a lot. Throwing the ball 50 times, he averaged under 10 yards a throw, which isn't bad, but still just a very ugly, weird game. And if you watched this game, like, close, in-depth, he looked worse than Big Ben has played somehow this year. He looked almost as unmobile as Ben. He's been, obviously, he was better than what Mm -hmm. Ben was in terms of mobility and that, but he missed a ton of throws, too. He underthrew a lot of people, overthrew a lot of people. Still, it it seems like their strategy was to just feed Deontay, and then they also dumped it down to Ray Ray McLeod a lot this game. But, uh, sorry, we had some turbulence in the airplane there, folks. Yeah, sorry, we are recording this from our private jet. We are, but just ugly game. Not surprised, though, but Uh, just crazy. Crazy. One thing I want to say, Jermar Jefferson, 28-yard yeah, touchdown run. I saw that. If he Jermar. didn't get injured this game, the Lions would have won. He would have. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, Shout I, out Jermar thing, Jefferson. Maybe mm-hmm. better than – he might be the best G-Jetta in the league, you know? Mm-hmm. He might be the best G-Jetta, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. But, yeah, Joey, anything else you were going to comment on this game? Um, Comedy. Yeah. I got from this game because I don't really care about the Lions no. and the Steelers, you know. In your division. Yeah. So it, Divisional matchup. It's it's good that, like, regardless of how bad the Browns did this week, yeah. we didn't tie it feels good. the yeah. Detroit Lions. And we yeah. also didn't lose to the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, we lost to the Patriots. Plenty of silver linings. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see Raymond to get a touchdown. Yeah, Khalif mm-hmm. Raymond. Khalif. He, he's, he's looked promising this year as well. So, so I think they utilize him more. Yeah, Every time that they utilize Khalif Raymond, the game gets close. Yeah. I, I think the other note is that, too, is it's Jared Goff football. And to have – The worst kind of TJ Hawkinson, who is clearly, like, one of the best young tight ends in the league, and to not have him get a catch – that's just awful. One target. Yeah. Awful. One target? And, yeah, One target. And, and honestly, a lot of that, this was the first game, too, where Dan Campbell was the play caller. And it was a close game for them. It wasn't bad, but it was just, Jared, like, they, how do you not use TJ Hawkinson mm-hmm. is what does it. Like, like Joey said, they have clear playmakers, but they just don't get them involved. Um, and you're never going to win that way. Keep going. I want to look something up yeah. because I have Joe a Joe Sherbert was the best defensive player in this game. He was. Joe Sherbert had a great defensive game. Not surprising that the Steelers' best defender was a Cleveland Brown. Um, but the thing is, is I think T.J. Watt's now going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah, he has an injury. that's a little scary that for the Steelers fans there. For sure. You but never want to see that happen. Walked but, off. He's he's strong. He gets over injuries pretty quick. So yeah, he does. Should be back soon. It's about drive. Um about power so thanksgiving is already next week yeah it is the 25th on thursday uh-huh i'm calling right now the lions always play on thanksgiving yeah they do they play the bears at 12 30 p.m that is their first one of the season dan is calling that right now and put honestly, your money on it i love that pick but i'm gonna need to think about it first because i just, that I, just I can feel it i can feel it i definitely it's lions football yeah on thanksgiving the lions always no matter how bad they are they play up on thanksgiving and the fact that they tied a game they're not going to finish a season with just a tie and that it. I just can't really see that happening. But yeah, moving on. Moving on. on. I don't know, man. Just I like the Detroit Lions team. Jared Goff is worth this record that oh, they have. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I just think everybody, for everybody outside of Jared Goff's sake, I would want – like if I was a I, Lions fan and I had Jared Goff join mm, my team, I'd want to get a win. I'd look for a quarterback for right guys. now. Free agency, sure. yes, literally Colin anybody. Ka- Colin Kaepernick. I would rather have. Any, I would rather have Colin. Kaepernick. I would rather Blake have any, literally any backup in the league besides Jared Goff. I well, think. Would who be is doing their official right backup right now? Do you know? I thought he got a couple throws one of the weeks. Some, I have no clue. I don't know what. I, Joey, you can look that up, but just. I don't know how they're not yeah. using him at all because Jared Goff is looking. I feel like it's an ownership thing where they're like, yeah. we're going to get the first overall pick right now. Yeah. Fight for a win, but at yeah. this rate. Kind of like they they will Jared blow Goff it, though, out. like the Jaguar. Yeah. The, um, David Blau. The Jets last season. David Blau. Yeah. Shout but, out David Blau. 
I know you're watching. David Blau, you should get some playing time soon. That'd be cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's definitely listening. He, so. he, he is. David, I hope you fight to get some PT. Get I also practice. think that the Lions don't deserve a win because they just haven't gotten Kaderil Hodge involved at all. And need I say more? Kaderil all right, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Next game. We have... The Buccaneers at Washington football team. Biggest upset of the week. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who would have thunk that the Washington football team could pull out a win mm-hmm. against the Buccaneers? The Buccaneers losing two in a row, I think. Am yeah. I correct yep. on that one? Yep. yep. Yeah. Not a great game for them. Um, I personally can't explain what happened for them because the Washington football team defense sucks. The Washington football team offense sucks. And... uh it's really an enigma to me. Yeah. yeah. I know I'll say sometimes it happens in football that some teams are just able to – or coaches, sometimes they just figure out a team and they're able to uh, kind of beat down on a specific – they, they figure yeah. it out defensively. And uh, there was another game where it happened this week where it was a clear. But in that, that playoff game, if you remember, yeah. it, it wasn't for me because I didn't see it in the past. But at least a trend – of the other one was the 49ers Rams game where the 49ers just always have Sean McVay's number during the Kyle Shanahan era. But this Washington football game, if you remember back in the playoff game, how close that was, because the Patriots were on a roll. The -hmm. football team should not kept it that Mm -hmm. close. And uh, Taylor Heineke had a fantastic game in this one. 26 for 32, 256, a touchdown. Uh, He got, he, they had, I saw a TikTok on it. It was Theo, Joey. I don't know if you saw it. And it was, there was 10 minutes left, and they had a nine-minute drive and mm-hmm. a touchdown to put away the game, which is crazy. That's like, how you finish a game. That is how the definition of how you finish a football game, and they ran the ball. Antonio Gibson from that point, he probably had 10 carries Kevin Stefanski, take notes. And yeah. uh, that's honestly, that's Brown-style football. And they, it, it seems it's that's comes from riverboat ron but that drive was crazy like to be able to move that much time off the clock not turn over to the ball be efficient it was just against this bucks team the one clear i the bucks are really hurt right now so they will be fine mm-hmm. i don't think this bucks yeah. team it's this year is so crazy you can't look at a team like the bucks and be like oh they're falling off after this because they do have so many big names out on both sides of the ball mm-hmm. but uh there's clear that they have a ton of defensive issues that I think need to be addressed. Like, I don't think Tom Brady's going to throw two interceptions every single week, but uh, their defense has been getting torched recently and hasn't looked great. Yeah, there's injuries, but that's going to have to be in check. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention is how well the Washington football team spread out the ball yeah. on offense. <laughs> I think they were able to get it to, they were able to get it to McLaurin. Another McKissick, Brown style thing. That's kind uh, of Ricky Seals Jones. Um, Antonio Gibson, Adam Humphreys. You got yeah. the whole list. Carter had a touchdown. Yeah. So I think that Riverboat Ron. Yeah. That's what good is the coaches one do. Shining light on the football team. Yeah. Team. I, I think they have a bunch, but <laughs> no, Riverboat I Ron's I agree. playbook for Antonio sure. Antonio Gibson, I really like. Terry McLaurin, yeah, I really yeah. like. Both. Even I know. What I, you mean, I don't mind Riverboat, Heineke. He's having honestly, a good year too. Yeah. If they if their defense wasn't so efficiency wise, if yeah. they had last year's defense, they would have like two losses right now. Yeah. Um. One thing I'd like to mention: Chase Young yeah, out for rip. the season. Oh my rip. goodness! Torn I'm glad ACL. You that That's awful. Because whenever it's the same. Like if T.J. Watt was out for the year, yeah, I hate the Steelers, but you still don't want to see a player of that caliber yeah. have their career potentially like be ruined mm-hmm. by something like that. Because any injury like that can ruin a career. And yeah. Him. This is his second season, I believe. Yep. And. Going into TJ it. did just sign a big contract though, so he'd be set for life. He he would be for sure, and that's the thing when you're in the NFL. Chase but Young still, will, yeah. you, when you could potentially be one of the greatest defensive players in your mm. position, you don't want to see Chase Young. I hope he's able to come back. Yeah. Really. So get well soon, Chase. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, agreed. For sure. One thing I would like to comment before we move on, uh, there's a little stat at the bottom of ESPN. It shows attendance, and um, oh, look at this. Most teams have pretty good attendance, like ninety plus, like. Pretty much sold out crowds. Uh, the capacity at FedEx Field in Washington D.C. is yeah. eighty-two thousand. Fifty-two thousand people showed That's up for awful. this game against oh the God. defending Super Bowl champions. Sixty-four percent capacity. Is it on like the ESPN yeah. app or where when you hit a game on the ESPN cast and it shows attendance? Yeah, and thirty thousand people. Thirty thousand empty seats. Sixty-four percent. That's awful. Yeah. I would like to say that the last two Brown, Browns home games, they sold out. 
Yeah. And See, most of these games, it's it, 94, that happens, 95, I'll say, when it's a really bad team. But that also just shows how – like, that's a big significant thing that shows how bad an ownership is. Mm-hmm. And Washington's had so many ownership issues. And I don't – what's their owner's name? I can't think of it. But Robert Sala. Yeah, no. No. That's the head coach <laughs> for the New York Jets. But they have had so many scandals oh, no, it's, just uh, in his era. In his time there, because he's been wanting, talking about changing the name for like, or they've been asking him to since like 2017, but... That really shows Dan you. Snyder. Yeah, that's, Dan Snyder. I knew it was like yeah. they I do knew. not trust Dan Snyder at all, and it's apparent. Like just what they're like to have to not go he two also, seasons yeah. without having a name for yeah. your team, and then that right there says enough. He made a weird decision by splitting the team with his yeah. wife last year. It's it just, just very strange yes. and not. He doesn't seem like he cares about the fashion. team at all. No. He's owning it He's like an owner. Yeah, at the end of the day, when you're an owner in the NFL, it's a business. However. When you're in a professional sport, your owner, you would hope, cares about the team somewhat. And it is there's some owners in the NFL where it's apparent they don't care that much about winning, and he seems like he doesn't care about winning that much. Or the team. He doesn't care about the team that much. He cares about how he benefits from the team yeah. because they've had so many crappy things happen. It's, yeah, this, ha, that was funny. Crappy him. things happened, like when yeah. feces were falling out of the sky in their first <laughs> yeah. game this year. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> that's, hey, maybe that's why yeah, they don't have any literally. attendance. They're and afraid of I've shit seen that falling they're, on them. Um, their stadium is super inconvenient to get to. Yeah, it is. It's basically, it's like 20 miles out of the city. Yeah, isn't it like 45 minutes away from yeah, the city? Yeah, you have to take yeah. a train. People hate the system there. Yes. And it kind of reminds me, I've heard rumors that Bezos wants to buy a professional sports team. <laughs> this is what I like, would, hate that. would remind would me of something That would like be that. the perfect place for him to go to in Washington, D.C. Like, he has mm-hmm. enough money where that would be crazy, but... I wouldn't be surprised. Billionaires are in sports. But if you guys don't mind, you want to move on to this next game? Next. I want to mention this one first because I want to give a shout out to Cameron Newton, who said it himself. He said, I'm back. I am back. I am back on that touchdown celebration. That was epic. And his first rush and first pass of the season were both touchdowns. So that's a new record. Huge shout out, Cam Newton. But the other thing that I haven't seen people mention is PJ Walker was tearing up this Cardinals defense too. He played a very Mm -hmm. efficient game. He did have an interception, but they didn't, he didn't really need to do much when you went 34 to 10, you don't need to have a passing touchdown. Yeah. And, I think it was a matter of time before Colt McCoy no, and the Cardinals. No, but I'm still not accepting it. I was going to bring this up. If I, you I love Colt McCoy. No. But the Cardinals have so many other injuries. Colt besides, McCoy and the Dempsey tour. It, it's not only on him, that is my point out of this. And their defense has some injuries. But, geez, to lose that badly to yeah. a divisional opponent. Um, or not divisional opponent. A uh, It feels like a divisional yeah. matchup. But this is a high conference matchup sorry that triggered yeah. joey because joey's a big divisional guy but still it when did. you're in eight and at before this what eight and two team eight and, eight and one. one now eight and two like yeah. that's awful just it's, awful awful loss for the cardinals no matter if who's there was out. a week for them to lose yeah, though this, it would yeah. be okay for it to be this they week. see they could come back and they'll be fine exactly. yeah but kyler's still out loss deandre didn't play either yep. some injuries uh jj watt yeah when you're Bunch without your two best yeah. players on offense, it's going to be difficult mm, to is. play and win a game. Just Dang. as we saw, like, that. my only point with it, I don't mean to interrupt either of you guys with it, and then, Dan, you can go, yeah. but good teams, like, if you have a Super Bowl contending team, no matter who's out, you're able to stay competitive in these teams from the game plan, and it seemed like they had no game plan today. Like, it was just... Once they started scoring, they fell apart, and it was because they had so many injuries. But I don't know. Just bad. Yeah. Dan, you can go, though. Um, This is exactly, I think, what the Panthers needed right now. Yeah, it is. Um, Cam Newton Cam Newton coming back to your team. I know um, the organization might not like him, but I think the team likes him for sure. The team loves Some ties him. with him. Christian McCaffrey also coming back. All the momentum's coming into this game. Um, and Cam proved that he got a rushing touchdown. He got a passing touchdown. It reminded me of the first game with the Patriots last year. He was super hyped up with them, but it didn't turn out well. You never know with Cam Newton still. But um, they got McCaffrey involved, even though he might still be a little limited. Um, Robbie Anderson still, they, they're feeding the players that they should that will get them some wins. Yeah, and they, most definitely. They earned this one against a good Cardinals team with some injuries, but... Um, 
exactly what the Panthers needed. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, Joey, any other comments on this one that you got? You can lead us into our next game, if not. Cam Newton. Yeah. Why don't you lead us into our next game? Cam Newton. Why don't you lead us into our next game? Cam Newton. All right. We have the Vikings Chargers up next. I feel like two similar teams. Um, I'm going to be honest. This was one of the games that I kind of missed. I was mm-hmm. sulking after the Browns game. Yeah. Didn't really pay attention. So if my uh, takes are a little half-baked, it's because I'm just reading the recap and the stats. Yeah. However, comma, Kirk Cousins did well. Dalvin Cook did well. And this proves that when you have a system like the Vikings do – you can win a game when your run game is rolling. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you're spreading the ball out, you're taking advantage of a defense that has a bad rushing attack. Yeah. And um, Justin Jefferson had an amazing mm-hmm. game, Dude, almost 150 yards. Yeah. This game, uh, Vikings just struggled this season so far. Can't capitalize on those games like some teams can. And the, it just seems like the Vikings get so unlucky at so unlucky every week with a lot of talent on offense and defense but charger is kind of under the radar now yeah they're super yeah super big kind of like the browns but um just couldn't get things working eckler only 11 carries and 44 yards keenan allen having a decent game but um lost to the vikings is a game that the chargers should win but didn't this week I, I, like, this division is more open than any, like, just as much, I'd say, as the AFC North in our case, where it's just, the AFC West is wide open, and a lot of it, the Chargers were expected to run away, I think, with a minimum the two seed, and this division, like, this is a game that I think on paper, like, they can get away with this one, it's not, it's a non-conference game, but still, they just, coming into it even, it was kind of almost too predictable in the sense that, uh, everybody knew the Vi- like the Vikings were going to be able to run all over them, but as a team, you should at least almost over-account for that as a head coach, and they didn't do anything to change that. The Vikings were still able to pass well against them too. Just overall, their defense looks awful right now, and because of that, the offense isn't doing well. They're not able to get the run established, even though they have the decent offensive line. Uh, Mike Williams, who the first like four weeks in the NFL season... He was balling. He yeah. was on the level of Cooper Cup, but Cup has kept it up. Mike Williams has not, and it seems like Keenan Allen's kind of taken over that role as the, as he always has been in that offense, the number one. But crazy game, crazy game. I agree. One thing I did want to mention before we moved on is the tight end situation. Tyler Conklin had two yeah. touchdowns. I don't know what graced me to start Conklin over <laughs> Hawkinson. Yeah. Good choice. I give but you But I do not have any regrets. Probably because he's not on the Lions yeah. against the Steelers. But, yeah. good choice. Regardless, that I ended up winning choice. my second game of the year in that That's league epic. because of him. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah, Dan, why don't you lead us into our next game? Next game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. Eagles winning 30-13. to 13. Yeah. This is my I was right about Jalen Hurts segment. Yeah. Um, the fact that I've kind of just been hyping him up consistently and then he's just kind of been yeah. falling flat. It was good to see them kind of pull out a win against a team like yeah. the Broncos, who can have good weeks, can have bad weeks. Yeah, and kind of right in the middle. Yeah, everything. right in the right in the middle of the pack. Yeah. I mean, they blew out the the Cowboys, Cowboys but then yes. they're losing to the Browns. Exactly. So, and now the Eagles. Yeah. And now the Eagles. So, Eagles, good job. I think they were able to do a good job running the ball, passing the ball, just kind of taking Overall, advantage of everything they were that the Broncos to weren't to able to stop. Yeah. So, um, we saw last week Devontae Smith having a big game on his birthday. Yeah. Another big game for him, Huge two touchdowns. Game. He had a couple big grabs. Yeah. Um, Broncos, yeah, just kind of a below average team this season. Yeah. They got a big win last week. They've lost four. Or they lost five. They won five. So yeah. kind of split right in the middle, but good win for the Eagles, a little statement game for them. I, I want to give a shout-out to Broncos tight end Albert Aquweb Boonham. Aquweb. Aqua Boonham. Yeah. We need to add that to the name list. Yeah, he's pretty three add catches, 77 the... yards. That's it. The other thing is I'm going to take over Joey's point of crediting himself, and I'm going to credit myself since week yeah. one. Yeah. I called the Eagles a very good team then, and then people kind of called me crazy afterwards 
a lot of people did, even on, like, on the podcast a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Jalen Hurts from then, and I, no. I will say, you, you can, the only we, thing we can you, go back on the, the only tapes. Thing you can, we can go back on the tapes, Joey. Yeah, we can. We and can. I could say that the only thing that I was arguing was that the Eagles weren't as good as the Packers. Which I'm talking about week one. Week one. Which I went, if you which could point back. Which was week one. Week one, you never said. That wasn't the argument week one. Oh. Well, I don't no. know what the argument was, but... It wasn't well, an argument. Yeah. Basically, since week one, I claimed that this Eagles team was good. And some... I'm not saying you guys, but... It was a bold take at the time, and now it's starting to point out. But this Eagles team still... Uh, they're beating mediocre teams. They needed to beat a good team. Once they beat a good team, then we'll give them that credit. But overall, great game. Quality game. Good win for the Eagles. Bad loss for the Broncos. Oh, yeah. And Moving the Eagles... Uh, yeah. Just real quickly, you're good, you're good. I wanted to mention how much better they've improved in the trenches because yes, I really think that's the, the difference season, maker between the, the whole team. But yeah, the trenches specifically because that was the one point we did consistently bring up is they need to get their O line and D line better, and it's been improving. Specifically, their defense has improved a ton as well. But Sunday night or not Sunday, the final 4:25 p.m. game, just kind of a gross game. Uh, I think people thought the Seahawks were going to keep competitive in this one against the Packers, but they did not. Russell Wilson, 20 for 40, 161 yards, two interceptions, could have been a dud in this one. They had zero run game in this one. Gerald Everett, their tight end, was their best receiver in this one. DK was absolutely nowhere. Tyler Lockett was nowhere. But shout out on the Packers, A.J. Dillon uh, yeah. came in once Aaron Jones went down and had a great game, you know, using – he's the best quads in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think we've stated that for a while. But – Obviously, Devontae Adams. Rodgers really didn't have to do anything. The Packers' offense didn't much. This was the Packers' defense just dominating Seattle. They won it in the trenches. Yeah. That was a good read. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to mention something about uh, E.J. Dillon. I was going to mention something about the trenches. The lack of utilizing their weapons on offense on the uh, yeah, Seahawks side. side One sure. thing that I saw that Pete Carroll wanted to say after the game was that they wanted to establish the run. Yeah, and yeah. I think we should establish that Pete Carroll does not I, know I what think, he's doing yeah. anymore. I think yeah. once Chris Carson's back, and I've been saying it for the past like three weeks. I even said in my prediction for this one, if Chris Carson plays, I would have thought Seattle would have stayed competitive, and they love feeding Chris Carson. I, I just don't think they trust their other running backs as much as they do. But once he's back, that'll help their team. Because when you do get your running game involved, you're a better football team. Well, yeah. and for example, Russell Wilson was only a 50% completion yeah, rating. Which is yeah. And the thing is, is in the in previous games, you could expect him to do more um, mm-hmm. if the running game wasn't as involved. Yeah. But they really needed him to show up in his return. And we are still waiting Nowhere. for Russell Wilson to yeah. return from his injury leave. Yeah, first game back. This was reminding me of a team that lost last week and then won this week. I can't remember. But a, a team that had a quarterback. The Cowboys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dak Prescott. It reminds me of the Cowboys this week, just with um, not only, not a shocker because the Packers are 8-1. Eight, Do, eight does one, that mean Seattle's going to dominate next week? Most likely. That's what I'm yeah. seeing with this loss. But also – I do like – I um, Just – Rough game for both teams. Lowest scoring first half in football so far this season. And the only time in Russell Wilson's career where he's been shut out. Yeah. Um, but Packers are going to win this. Uh, they probably wish they had that game against the Chiefs when Love yeah, was playing. Definitely. But this was kind of like that game Yes. for the Packers. They, they, they were, this was a big win for the them Chiefs, because this is supposed to be a competitive game. Yeah. Sure. But um, Seahawks struggling three and six this season russell wilson being out for three weeks there two or three or four even i don't can't even remember but um not a good look for the seahawks so far last in the nfc west but tough division and good win for the packers staying strong yeah We we can move on sunday night football we had the chiefs at the raiders and coming into this one uh the raiders consistently Always a good team at home, especially since they've been in Vegas. This year they been they were three and one before this game at home, and the Chiefs came in, blew them out of the water. This was the one game that I think the Chiefs were waiting to have all year. Patrick Mahomes, beautiful game on the passing end. I already shouted out to Rel Williams, who played a divisional matchup game. This was a divisional matchup, as Joey stated, one of his quality ones. The other player I'm gonna shout out is on the Raiders. It's Hunter Renfro. And he stepped up big time for them since uh, the Henry Rugg situation. But overall, just Chiefs' dominant victory. One of the things that I've been noticing with divisional matchups 
I always say that they're so volatile and how teams tend to keep it closer than you might think. I also think what I'm finding out this year in my research is that divisional games can kind of go two ways. It's either really close or not at all. And this Mm -hmm. is another example. I think there was one earlier uh, that we had um, that was not close as well. 49ers, Rams, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I think the Chiefs just had the Raiders number in this one, kind of proving to the – to the NFL media world yeah. on Sunday night that they can get the job done, that Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and that they can pull out an important and needed victory when they can. Yeah. They ran the touchdown play multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Did. And I watched this game, and the commentators just wanted to say the whole time about how good the Chiefs have been against the Raiders. Yeah. In the Patrick Mahomes they era. They saying it. Yeah. And um, this is exactly what people expected to happen yes. coming into the season. And the Chiefs now on top of the yes. AFC West. How, how a bad good division. do you think the Chiefs wanted this yeah. win so a they bad, could get that? A bad start for the Chiefs and a good start for the uh, Chargers and Raiders this season. Yeah. And now just flipped. Yeah. Like everyone expected. It, it seems like every other team in the AFC West is falling apart at the wrong time, except for the Chiefs, whereas mm-hmm. before it was every team was actually doing above average. Chiefs were sucking, but I'll, I'll give the Chiefs, Mahomes, their credit because good teams are able to come back from adversity and step up big time. It seems like their defense did a um, great job of stepping up. First game this season, Jackson Mahomes hasn't been at. Yeah. that's Coincidence? That's, mm-hmm. I, I, that's a huge – The I did write down a note on that, and – it seems like whenever they're just like we had the Jameis meme thing, when there is no Jackson Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes' wife, a video of them doing something come out before the game, they seem to do pretty well. I I don't know if there's that. I think it's a clear coincidence, but causation, Pat not correlation. Said something to stay out of it for sure. All right. So, anything else to say about that one? Are we good to move on to Monday night? The Chiefs won. By a lot. Scorigami, 41-14. Oh, Scorigami. Scorigami, No baby. way. I didn't even know that. That just made my podcast. That's amazing. Oh. We need to add a sound effect for whenever there's Scorigami. Oh. That'll be it right there. Joey, why Rams, don't you lead us into Monday 49ers. Night OBJ has poisoned and ruined <laughs> the Rams. Yet another That team. is all I have to my say about gosh. it. Yeah. No, um, um, I think Justin mentioned earlier, and you can mention this again, about the coaching You're disparity, good. but... I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that OBJ is not as good as Robert Woods and not even as good as Van Jefferson. Yeah, it seems like the media just switched right away. Blame the Browns for OBJ. He left, and then Rams lose, and then they say, okay, OBJ isn't the answer. Yeah. Rams having a stacked team. We all know that. Great defense. Didn't really show up this game. Stafford having another bad game, second week in a row, two interceptions. But the 49ers playing their best game all season, getting plenty of people involved, and their defense also playing very well. Yeah. Bosa back to where he's been two years ago in that Super Bowl run. Debo Samuel just pulling out his giant Johnson and laying it all over the Rams defense. And his giant chain. Yeah. Um, but Garoppolo, a good game. Um, Garoppolo's had on and off weeks this season. We know we've talked about Trey Lance. Garoppolo beating the best defense in the league. Yeah. What's it's going to be moving forward with the 49ers? Yeah. Uh, Could we see Garoppolo finishing out and maybe grabbing onto a playoff spot? This definitely, because this year there is the extra wild card spot in the playoffs. Uh, this could be huge for the 49ers because this could start up a little run. Elijah Mitchell had a fantastic game, I wanted to say as well, too. Shout out Elijah Mitchell. But on the Rams, then, the other note I want to bring up, I know Joey brought up how there is that coaching disparity that I mentioned earlier. But the other thing is with it, uh, Sean McVay, it was before this game, he was like 10 and 2 against the spread when the previous leak they lost. So a little crazy fact during the Sean McVay era, but. Just bad loss for the Rams. It seems like this is my other point. Sometimes some teams just have another team's number, and it seems like the 49ers have the Rams' number. I do think the Rams are overrated, though. We can officially say now, if you look at it, they have one good win all year, Yeah, and that was against the Bucks. That was their one yeah. good win against a good team they've had all season long, and that's been it. Yeah, and I, I'm just realizing. LA frauds. 
Um, perfect week for the 49ers, beating yes. the second-place Rams in the division, Cardinals yeah. losing, and Seahawks losing. Very, very good week for 49ers Still 4-5. and five. Yeah. But I would be happy after this win. Definitely. Well, and we've talked about how the 49ers kind of haven't been playing Trey Lance as much because they have the chance to make the playoffs this year. I think they stick it out with Jimmy G. Yeah. I think at this point yeah. you have to. Yeah. And he looked good. He yeah. looked, looked solid. He looked. He's a serviceable. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a good quarterback. He was he looked make like some somebody throws. who could get the team. If in Eli the Manning can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. can Jimmy Garoppolo. Two Super Bowls <laughs> against two of the greatest teams of all time. Exactly. Yep. All right. All right, guys, we have our top five power rankings as usual. Starting off five to one at five, I have the Buffalo Bills at four. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at three. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two. I have the Dallas Cowboys and at number one, the Green Bay Packers. All right. At five, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At four, I have the LA Rams. At three, I have the Tennessee Titans. At two, I have the Arizona Cardinals. And at one, Green Bay Pack. So, Dan, you and I have the same top three. Oh. A little spoiler there. My number five is going to be the Buffalo Bills. My number four is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. My number three, Tennessee Titans. Two, the Arizona Cardinals, and one, the Green Bay Packers. Sheesh. I think we shouldn't be discrediting the Cardinals for losses without their starting quarterback. Yeah. Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite segment of the podcast, Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Now, this week, I could have had my own podcast on Butt Fumbles of the Week because there were so many. But mine is going to be featured in the Steelers-Lions game. In this game, there are three different events that I would like to highlight as butt fumbles of the week. It is a threefold butt fumble. The first of which, the Steelers, specifically Fat Pryermuth, fumbling, resulting in a tie. Losing the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. First butt fumble. Second butt fumble. The Steelers tied the Lions. That in itself is the butt fumble. Third butt fumble. The Lions' first non-loss is not a win. It's a tie. So thank you for joining me today for this special edition of Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Make sure to keep an eye out in future episodes for Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. May that also be a special edition. Thank you again for joining me for Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Fourth Quarter Football Podcast. We had a great time giving you our reactions for this past week's slate of games. If you would like to see more of our takes and some quality skits, check out our TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter pages, all at Fourth Quarter Football. And here we go, SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward, Sandy, Larry, Pearl, Mr. Crab, and Plankton, Karen, Squidward, Gary, MS Buff, Plankton, SpongeBob. Mr. Krabs, King Neptune, SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward, Sandy, Mr. Krabs, Point and
Mr. Crab.